Okay, everybody, before we get started on today's topic, give you an update on where Leah and Kevin are. They're, they're in Virginia now, and they're moving along. They're putting up a lot of content on YouTube. Trailhead Justin just put up another video today. Justin, probably as we're speaking, has crossed the midway point. He is in Pennsylvania, and he is cruising. He has been dealing with some leg issues. He's been having some shin splints. But other than that, Justin's still out there having the time of his life and and just crushing this trail. Out on the other side of the country, our friend Kyle hates hiking. Kyle got off to a bit of a rough start and had a foot injury, but he seems to be doing better and moving along. Him and Flossie seem to be moving along on the Pacific Crest Trail. Now to today's topic, sleeping pads or sleeping mattresses. What's the difference? What are they? Are they important? Well, first, let's talk about what sleeping pads and mattresses are, in case you don't know. They're what we put underneath us, between us and the ground, when we're camping or backpacking or anytime we're going to be sleeping on the ground. I've used mine in a tent. I use it in shelters. I know people bring them with them who sleep in hammocks because they can give you an extra layer of insulation. But I would say it's a vital piece of equipment. In fact, we talk about the big three. I think maybe it needs to be the big four, the backpack, sleeping bag, and tent, and our mattress. And you can spend a lot of money on these, and I'll get into that. But first, I want to talk about types of sleeping pads. We're going to start with sleeping pads, because there's a difference between a sleeping pad and a sleeping mattress. But first, we'll start with the pads. We'll start with the closed foam sleeping pad, which is just... Simply a piece of foam that you can roll out and sleep on top of. Not very expensive, nothing fancy. Comes in a variety of sizes and widths. It could be as small as three-eighths of an inch and as big as maybe a half inch. They come in full length, long, and three-quarter length. It's simply a piece of foam you can lay out on the ground and sleep on top of. Nothing fancy. There's a couple of companies that make these accordion-style ones, like I picked up for Shroomin. He has the uh, Sea to Summit, and that's nice because it packs a little better, in my opinion, than the ones you roll up. Um, there's an added benefit to foam mattresses. If you, you're the closed cell foam, if you use a frameless backpack, you're able to slip it in and kind of give your pack a little rigidity to not completely make up for a frame, but it, it helps a little bit. I have a frameless pack, and I've done that in the past. Another type of foam mattress is the self-inflating mattress. And a self-inflating mattress is pretty much a piece of foam. It's not closed-cell foam. It's an open-cell foam, but it's encased in fabric. It's sealed airtight and has a valve on it. And in theory, the way it's supposed to work is if you open up the valve, lay it out, the air will just go in and, and fill it up. My personal experience with self-inflating mattresses is you still need to give them a few extra puffs of air to, to firm them up. They can get a little pricey. In fact, they can get very pricey. And they can be a bit bulky. Um, in my YouTube that I'm currently making right now, I show a closed cell foam mattress. It's just, a thing is packs so big. And this isn't just me talking as like, you know, somebody who's into lightweight and ultralight backpacking. It's, it's big. It would take up a good portion of your of your pack. It weighs, here it is, 24 ounces. Okay, 24 ounces in my world, that's 
That's substantial. The closed foam and the open cell foam or the self-inflating mattresses, most of them do have some sort of an R value. And by R value, I mean they will provide you some insulation. Next, we'll move on to the air mattress. The air mattress, if you're not familiar with them, I guess to describe it best, trying to do this without any visuals, if you've ever seen the pool toys that you can blow up, like a blow-up plastic mattress that you lay on top of, well, imagine one of those, but just constructed a lot better, and in most cases, lighter. That's what I've switched over to. I kind of like the air mattress. They're generally thicker. The closed cell foam, they can run anywhere from three-eighths up to a half-inch thick. The self-inflating, usually about an inch and a half thick. Air mattresses, usually two to three inches thick. I feel like there's a trade-off with our value. I'm not getting much insulation from it, but I have a little trick I do with that. I put a Mylar blanket underneath it, and it seems to toast me up a little bit in those seasons where it's just getting a little chilly out there. So it's not been a big issue for me. And when it's going to get colder than usual, or maybe if I don't want to, you know, maybe if I just want to be a little warmer, I actually have an insulated air mattress. And I'll get into that later. And the air mattresses, or all mattresses, I should say, the sleeping pads and the, and, the, and the mattresses, they come in a variety of sizes. There's full length, long, and three-quarter. And some will even have extra small. They might call it petite. But the one I'm using that I've been using for years now is the Climate V, the Static V. And it weighs 18 ounces, but it's 23 inches wide. So a restless sleeper like myself, side sleeper, it's the perfect width. I'm going to get into a little bit of the pros and cons here. I was a closed cell phone mattress guy for forever. I just was like, hey, I don't want to carry that extra weight. I had a nine ounce closed foam pad that I would just roll out and sleep on top of. Well, I'm a bit of a restless sleeper. I'm a side sleeper. And it took me swallowing my pride to finally say, you know what? I'll carry the extra weight and get a good night's sleep. As I got older, I was just finding it far more difficult to get comfortable on the closed cell. I tried using self-inflating for a while and didn't feel any more comfortable on the self-inflating. I know there's people that have different, have had different experiences than I've had with the, with the uh, self-inflating, but I wasn't able to get much more comfortable than that. So that's why I've settled in on the full length. I had been using a three-quarter length closed cell and then the three-quarter length self-inflating, but now I'm using a full length mattress. And it weighs 18 ounces. But like I said, I've got 23 inches wide uh, by 72 inches long. And when I measured it, it actually comes out a little longer than that. This thing pretty much takes up the footprint of my one-person tent. So I'm never falling off of this thing. Compared to other air mattresses, it was a bargain. I'm not going to lie. This thing was a bargain. I'll go through these again one by one. And we're going to start with the closed cell phone. The pros. The closed cell foam packs neatly for the most part. If you get the accordion size or if you get the roll-up one, usually you can strap it in between the brain, the top pocket of your pack and your pack. The cons, well, definitely not the best option if you're a side sleeper or a restless sleeper. Uh, they're, they're typically for people that I think can just lay on their back and fall asleep. The self-inflating, well, they can pack smaller than most clothes foam 
if you're willing to pay the money. Some of the self-inflating, I saw the quality ones going for from 80 to 100 and something dollars, which leads me to one of their cons. They can get pricey. They're slightly more comfortable. One of the pros are slightly more comfortable in closed cell foam. But another con is they can spring a leak. I've seen it happen. Closed cell foam compared to self-inflating dollar to dollar, ounce to ounce. I would say closed cell foam is your best bet. I would pick that over to self-inflating if I was looking at both of them. Air mattresses, like I said, I'm using the Climate Static V right now. Packs down the 8x3. I usually don't roll mine up. I just fold it up and lay it on top of my sleep system. The pros of using an air mattress, much more comfortable. They're more compact. As I said with mine, I don't even roll it up. I just fold it up so I can, and I can put it anywhere I need to in my backpack. Makes it very easy to pack. Con, just like with the self-inflating, they can develop a leak. In fact, two years ago while I was out on the AT, I wasn't, no, it was three years ago now. We heard a bang in the middle of the night in a shelter and then this guy saying, oh crap, his very, very expensive air mattress blew out a chamber and he spent most of the night, this was at midnight this happened, he spent most of his night just sleeping on the floor of the lean-to and they can get very, very pricey. The Climax Static V is a, is a bargain. I'll say that. I think I paid $55 for my Static V. And I've been using it regularly for years now. I think I bought that in 2014. I started bringing it on scout trips. But Thermarest has an 8-ounce one that cost well over $200. And I'm not going to lie, I've been tempted. I thought, wow, 8 ounces. But then I say, wait a minute. It's not going to be as comfortable for me because it's only 20 inches wide. And that's a heck of a lot of money to save, what is it, like... What am I looking at here? 10 ounces. I just, common sense seems to kick in at some point over the winter. And I say, no, no, I'll I'll continue using the air mattress I have. Getting back to sizes, three-quarter length for warmer seasons, late spring through summer, early fall, three-quarter length closed foam and self-inflating. For the most part, they worked. Like I said, I'm a restless sleeper. As I got older, I was finding it more difficult to get comfortable on them, but the three-quarter length seemed to do the job. And if there's times, there's been times where I've kind of just taken my backpack and put that down at the bottom and raise my feet a little bit if I feel like I want a little comfort underneath my feet. With the air mattresses, I really can't go anymore or any less than having the full length. I don't have the long size. So you can get these air mattresses in a long size, which I think would put it up to 82 inches. With the two, two to three inches, and depth that they are, I just, my feet would hang over way too much. It would, it would get uncomfortable for me. So that's my wrap on sleeping pads and sleeping mattresses. I'm going to be doing a YouTube video on Martin outside. Hopefully it'll be ready this weekend where I show visuals. I'll actually show you what they look like. Final note on sleeping pads. Look, it's a, like with a lot of other gear, personal preference, do your research as I say often, talk to friends. See if you can borrow somebody's sleeping pad or sleeping mattress. You can even try it out in your own house. I would recommend find the hardest floor you can, a kitchen floor, if you got hardwood floors, and lay down on it. Move around a little bit. See if, see if you can envision yourself falling asleep on, on a mattress like that. But it's a personal preference.
And as I said, they can get pricey. So make sure you check out Martin outside. We're going to have uh, a much more in-depth look at sleeping pads and sleeping mattresses. Everybody who's been supporting us on Patreon, thank you so much for your continued support. All of you who have not only been buying the book, but leaving such wonderful reviews on Amazon, thank you. And to our iTunes listeners who, I can't believe how many of you have been taking the time to leave me a rating or review on iTunes. Thank you. Greatly appreciated. Getting ready for the Tahoe Rim Trail. Two months away. Shroom and I are doing our planning. Make sure you follow us on that as well. Everybody get outside, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, palmabearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.